Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So if you continue to do the same thing over and over again, why then should we expect different results? And if the reports are true, and I don't know if there's any official report, but I know Andy Martino of SNY has basically said that it sounds like both Cashman and Boone are safe and will return. Well, well, then what? Then why would I expect that the Yankees are going to be any different, any better next year? They weren't any good this year. They weren't good enough. They haven't been good enough under Brian Cashman. Here's the biggest issue with this whole thing, and this is not Aaron Boone, and I know you're going to call and say, well, at least Boone's got to go. No. Let's just say the Yankees organization said, hey, you know what? we got to make a change here. Boone's got to go. And then let Cashman hire somebody. Cashman's not going to hire somebody that you want anyway. He wants another data applicator, so they might as well stick with Boone. The problem is the Yankee organization has finally gotten to a point where they now have... I don't. I can't say lost their fan base because obviously you know they're your fans. You're not going anywhere, but they've now managed to tick off their entire fan base over the course of the last few years. Where you see now, it is not. This is an angry fan base right now, a frustrated fan base, and rightfully so. They're not the Yankees anymore. This is the new Yankees. These new Yankees stink. Accepting getting embarrassed by the Houston Astros year after year after year, accepting postseason failures as if, as if it's some just roll of the dice. I mean, it's just some. So the Yankees must have been the luckiest team in the world in the 90s, and now they're unlucky. Oh, is that how it works? Wrong. That's not how it works. Now, there is something to being the hottest team at the right time, but the Phillies you know, built a good ball club that, didn't play well until, you know, second half of the year once they got rid of Girardi and, you know, they've taken off and have been hot in the postseason. Well, the Yankees weren't good enough to get hot like that in the second half at the very least. And maybe they were an aberration to start. But anyway, the point is we don't need to go over the minutiae of the season again and how that played out. 
Bottom line is they haven't been good enough. And I could sit here and list, and this is not Aaron Boone. This is Brian Cashman. Boone is irrelevant in this. This is a philosophical, organizational problem that the Yankees have and have had. I said the same thing last year. I never said fire Cashman before last year, but during last year when the Yankees were so bad in the regular season and so disappointing, and then, of course, you know they finally tried to make some moves, whether it's moving Glaber Torres off of shortstop, bringing in a couple of lefty bats, even though the lefty bats, you know, one was Rizzo, which was good, but the other was Joey Gallo, which is, again, a similar guy that the Yankees love. Oh, my God, Brian Cashman loves those guys. Yeah, Josh Donaldson, Joey Gallo, John Carlston, bring them all in. Gary Sanchez, Luke Voigt, guys that can hit with power, walk and strike out a ton. Oh, yeah. Screw balance. Cashman loves those guys because the numbers say they love those guys. And then the numbers tell Boone what to do in the dugout and on the field. And it hasn't worked. So if I'm Hal Steinbrenner and I'm seeing this, I got to be thinking to myself, something's amiss here. Something is wrong. We're clearly doing something wrong. How could the Astros, year after year after year, have success and lose players, lose star players? I mean, the Yankees signed Garrett Cole away from the Astros and still can't beat him. Not only did the Astros lose Garrett Cole, the Yankees got one. And they still can't beat him. So if I'm Steinberg, I'm saying, well, how the hell is this possible? We spend more. We have more resources. We are the New York Yankees, and yet they're our daddies. How's that happening? And I don't know how you can't look at Brian Cashman and say, look, Cash, I love you. You're like a brother to me or a son, or I have no idea what the relationship would be, but we've known each other a long time. It's time for a change. Change because your philosophy is not working when it matters the most. That's the bottom line. Nobody can dispute it. This is not my opinion. This is fact. The Yankees under Brian Cashman in recent years have failed time and time again in the postseason. This after, for the most part, being regular season bullies. The big, bad New York Yankees, regular season bullies, go out there in the postseason and fail every single year. Clockwork. Set your watch to it. At some point prior to the World Series, the Yankees are going home. So how could you justify bringing Brian Cashman back? Or if you do want to justify that, why then should we expect that things are going to be different this go-around? They're not. I have no faith in Cashman. Not at this point. What's he going to have a total change in course? Hey, you know what? Whatever we've been doing the last several years, not working. Let me change my entire philosophy. Let me fire everybody in the analytics department and figure out how I could actually build a baseball team. He made the tweaks this year. Cashman had a second chance. This was his second chance. Really more than a second chance. Because they were disappointing in 2020. And you could chalk that up to, as they did, 
well, shortened season due to the pandemic. All bets are off. All right, I'll give you that. Although it's not acceptable, but I'll give you that. The following season, he doubled down. Doubled down where people like me were saying, hey, maybe you don't want to go with Gary Sanchez again. Maybe you don't want to go with the same guys again, Luke Voigt again. He, Cashman, doubled down going into 2021. Failed miserably, even worse than than regular years because it wasn't just the postseason, it was the regular season. All right, then in 2022, chance to change it. Yankees desperately need a shortstop. Go get one. Oh, they got one, all right. IKF, that was the answer. And they traded for Josh Donaldson, another guy who, guess what, walks and strikes out a ton. Sensing a pattern here? I am. I mean, this is a pattern that anybody could figure out. It's blatantly obvious. You know what type of players Cashman likes. And you also know what type of players aren't getting the job done in the postseason. They're on the Yankees. More Harrison Bader. Less Joey Gallo and Luke Voigt and Gary Sanchez and Josh Donaldson. And it took Cashman a little while to figure it out, but he still hasn't gotten there. Maybe, you know what? Maybe the Yankees are right to extend Brian Cashman to keep him here. Maybe in another five years, he'll finally figure it out. He started to put a little bit of an emphasis on defense. Now, he just missed terribly. He thought Donaldson was still good. He thought Connor Fleff was a good defensive shortstop. Wrong, wrong. But maybe in another few years, he'll actually figure it out to where, hey, you know what? Maybe we should... Put an emphasis on guys who can make contact, you know, like Bader, guys who show up in the clutch in the postseason. Maybe we could put more of an emphasis on that and try to balance out this roster a little bit. And I don't want to, please, spare me the excuses. Oh, well, they traded for Ben Attendee and he got hurt. Tough. That's life. Yankees can't overcome it. And by the way, you think Ben Attendee would have been a difference maker in the series? Please, you know the difference. He, he would not have been. LeMayhew. You know, LeMayu was great for them. Although, when he was healthy last year, this year, not the same player. Not the same player that he once was back in 2019. Where he was a clear difference maker. Why would you trust Brian Cashman at this point if you're a Yankee fan? Yankee fans don't like Cashman anymore. And it's not even that they don't like him or respect what he did. They wa- It's time for a change. This is sports. Nobody lasts forever, especially when you don't win. They haven't won. I mean, unless, of course, you think winning the division is the be-all, end-all, or making the playoffs, sure, if that's your thing, whatever floats your boat. Shouldn't be for the New York Yankees, and it never used to be for the New York Yankees. And that is maybe the more depressing thing. This is not about Brian Cashman. It's certainly not about Boone. It's not even about Brian Cashman. It's above that. It's ownership that since George has left us, the ownership has not had a, I don't know if I want to say connection or a feel to what the fans are feeling. Now, you don't want to make every move that the fans suggest that you make. I get that. However, you do need to take the temperature of the room. And if getting booed vociferously out at Yankee Stadium for whatever event it may be, for the start of the ALCS, for, you know, uh, honoring one of the Yankee legends. If Steinbrenner, Cashman, Boone are here in the booze, something is wrong. 
And I feel like the Yankee front office, whether it's Levine, whether it's Steinbrenner, whoever, too tone deaf to understand it. I mean, this is the same organization that sent out Red Sox highlights to try to get the Yankees motivated. (laughs) Red Sox highlights coming back, beating the Yankees after being down 0-3 in 2004. So how exactly can you trust that hierarchy? But the Yankee owners, where you don't want to be too reactionary to the voice of the fan, you also have to understand that sometimes things do need to be done. Moves do need to be made. And it is time for a change. Otherwise, you now risk turning off your fan base. And just watch. Because if they want to keep Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone, there's only really one way to then potentially make the Yankee fans happy. And that's spending big. I'm not talking about bringing back Aaron Judge. I'm talking about Judge, Correa, DeGrom, Edwin Diaz. That type of, you know, old school Yankee spending. That will heal some of the sting and pain from making the decision to bring back Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. But do you have any faith that they're going to do that? I don't. They haven't done it in years. Why now? Why now? And by the way, do you trust Brian Cashman with this roster? Forget about the free agents, which, you know, the obvious guys, anybody could go sign. But do you trust Brian Cashman with these prospects? Do you trust Brian Cashman to bring in the right players, whether it's via trade or lower or lesser free agents? I don't, based on what? Clearly, it hasn't worked. It's obvious to everybody, except the Yankee organization, probably because we're all watching and they're all reading the stats. 877-337-6666. Your call's on the other side. We'll get into the football with the Jets and the Giants if you want to talk about that. And a crushing loss for the Blue Shirts at the Garden to the Stanley Cup champions. Screw you, Georgiev. Get lost. Georgiev dancing on the Garden ice. Outplayed Jesterkin. That one hurts. I mean, look, it's regular season hockey. It's early, but... It bothered me a little bit to see Georgiev having so much fun out there. Anyway, your Yankee calls on the other side, 877-337-6666. We'll get into the Mets offseason as well as there are a ton of questions. And it really is weird, the difference of the two teams, to where for so many years, the number one thing was, well, I know the Yankees are going to go out there and do whatever it takes to build a winner. I don't believe the Mets are. Now it's reversed. Now I know the Mets are going to go out there and build a winning team and go out there and spend and use their resources to try to put the best team together that they possibly can. I cannot say the same for the Yankees. It's bizarro world. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Be the bull. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Weird not having baseball to react to on a regular. This is really the first. I mean, we had the Yankees, you know, obviously getting swept and that to react to and the whole season being over. But and it'll be plenty of hot season, a hot uh, stove offseason stuff with both the Mets and the Yanks. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But it's weird not having a game to react to. And man, people just aren't feeling it right uh, right yet with the Rangers or even though it was a nice game at the Garden between, you know, two top teams and the NHL, but the Knicks even, it's all about the New York Yankees right now. And it should be because that organization, for the first time in a long time, has lost the trust of the fan base and are driving the fans nuts. There's no way around it. Whether you wanted Boone hired or not at the time, and I know that it wasn't really a popular choice, he's not the the difference. The difference is above that. It's even above Brian Cashman. It's the owners that aren't operating the way that we become accustomed to seeing the Yankees operate. 877-337-6666. Steve is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Steve? How you doing, Sam? How are you, Steve? I'm good. I just wanted to ask you, what are we basing Houston's success on? I mean, if they lose this World Series, they'll have lost three out of four World Series. And the one that they did win... That's a big asterisk next to it, no? So what? So what do you think? You're saying they're successful. You're saying the Yankees aren't successful because they don't win the World Series. No, because they haven't gotten to one. They they haven't gotten to one since 2009. Getting to one is good. So if they get to if they get to it, that's successful. I'm a Yankee fan. I wouldn't consider that successful if they just make it there. Well, so what do you say? Well, World Series is no better than losing in the ALCS. Oh no, it is. It is. You would have gotten to the World Series for the first time since 2009. That's better than losing in the ALCS. It absolutely is. I, I, I don't. I don't. A loss is a loss is a loss. No, it's head. not. No, no, it's not. A loss is a loss is a loss. So then, does it matter if you make the playoffs if you don't win the World Series? <laughs> no, I would have rather lost to Cleveland than lose to Houston. Yeah, because Houston's embarrassed you. Because Houston's embarrassed the Yankees. That's why you'd rather lose to Cleveland. You want to lose to Houston again and get swept like they did. Yeah, you're right. 100. Uh, oh, that's the. But that's the point. So what? I mean, the Astros have been in every ALCS since 2017. They've won the World Series recently. They've been in multiple. You don't think that that's successful? I think if they lose this World Series... Well, first of all, stop getting into what-ifs. Stop getting into what-ifs. There's plenty to look at. Right now, they're one and two. Right now, they're one and two. And the one that they did win, can we agree that it has a big asterisk next to it? Okay, so so what? What are the Yankees since 2009 in the World Series? They could be 0-3 if they didn't cheat. They're not 0-3. Stop with the could be. They could be. They're not. But you just said, but you just said it has an access next 
Steve, Steve, are you? Is this Houston? Is this Houston or is this New York? You want to talk about the Yankees or the Astros? We're talking about successful teams, right? And the Astros are more successful than the Yankees. Are you debating that? No, not at all. Okay, thank you. So at least we could have a sane conversation. Now, if you want to get into the Astros, I just told you they've been in every ALCS since 2017. They've been to the World Series. They've won it. Whether you think they cheated or not, or there should be an asterisk next to it, doesn't matter. They've also been to multiple World Series. That's successful. Like we just both agree. Is it? I, I oh, well, I'm asking. You don't think it is? You don't think it is? I think winning the World Series is successful. I think getting there is not. And I'm a Yankee fan. If they right. went to the World Series this year and lost, that's not a successful right. Well, they, they no, haven't, again, not. they haven't, just so you know, they haven't gotten to one since 2009. I know. So that means right. every year since 2009 has been a failure, right? Yeah, 100%. Okay, well, I mean, I wouldn't look at it that way, and thanks for the call. You do. I wouldn't look at it like that. I always said if the Yankees made the World Series this year, to me it would have been a success because they would have gone further than they would have been or than they did in years past with this group, this group since 2017. Obviously, there's some different faces in there. But the Yankees got to Game 7 of the LCS in 2017, and they haven't gotten back to that. Game 6 in 2019, only four games this year, losing to the same team all three times. But yet you're trying to make yourself feel better because the Astros haven't won the World Series every single time. And, of course, they cheated. I mean, you sound like Brian Cashman now. Well, yeah, they cheated the Yankees out of it. I know. They cheated the Yankees out of it. What happened this year? How many years? The Yankees have had, what, five years since the cheating scandal to do better than the Astros? How many times have they? You don't think the Astros have been a successful organization? I mean, you know it's not realistic to win the World Series every year. I know you may think so as a Yankee fan. It's not realistic. And as the Yankees have proven time and time again, I mean, you want to go back further than 2009? Because the Yankees, even in 2009, they won, they've, they've won just one World Series since 2000. Now you're talking about over 20 years. That means over the last 20 years, every Yankee season but one was a failure, right? In your mind? The only years that matter were when they won in 96, 98, 99, 2000. That's it? Nothing else matters? I mean, that's foolish to me. 2017, in my mind, was a great success for the Yankees, even though they didn't make the World Series. The expectations were that that was a rebuild year. But yet they get to Game 7 against the eventual champs, and you want to say that year's a failure? It just sounds like sour grapes. Martin calling from Maryland. What's up, Martin? Uh, hey, Sal. Yeah, I was just saying, uh, how do you feel about the comparison of the Yankees to the modern-era Cowboys? Aaron Boone really is like Mike McCarthy, and I would say that um, Hal and Cashman combined, or Jerry. Hal has the obsession with money making, like Jerry Jones does, with no. Uh, I think fans. it's a horrible comparison, and, and I, I don't even honestly want really? to entertain it. Yeah, why would you? It's two totally different sports, two totally different situations. Uh, I don't know. I think I think Hal has the big Cashman has the ego too. I th- I think the Yankees now are basically like the Cowboys and in selling institutionalized hope. They sell you the hope of winning, but there's no real commitment to it. 
Well, I mean, I can't say that there's no real commitment to it. It's just not there. There's the the commitment that there used to be where it was win at all costs. That's the difference. Forget the Cowboys for a second. Let's focus on the Yankees, can we? I mean, we got one caller who wants to call about the Astros. Now we got you who wants to talk about the Cowboys. Can we stick to the Yankees here? They, this is New York. They are the topic at hand. So the Yankees themselves, they do spend a lot of money, but not as much as they used to. Not that much more. First of all, the the Mets spend more than they did this year. But the Yankees used to spend significantly more than anybody else. When somebody used to hit the open market, the Yankees would be on top of them if it was a need. They would get the best. They would get the biggest, the baddest, always when in need. And the Yankees have not done that in recent years. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I mean, just, I think there's a lot of analogies with how the Cowboys have been managing the money area. Again, with, with the, the Cowboys. Yankees. Again, with the I'm, I'm not sure why the why the analogy there, why you feel that that's necessary. Can't we just talk about the Yankees? Well, that's the worry, though. I mean, it's a, a proud franchise, too. How about, that's lost how, about way. Com- how about compare the Yankees to the old Yankees, these current Yankees to the old Yankees? You want to try that analogy? No, that's fair. No, I agree with you. With George, there's a commitment to man to win. Like, even if you're maybe misguided at times, at least you knew the intent was there. Well, that's the I point. Mean, that's- and, and Martin, too, the Yankees do try to win. And they have been successful as far as getting to the postseason on a consistent basis. And thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. They have been consistent in that regard, getting to the playoffs consistently. But the problem is they fail in the postseason consistently. That's a problem. And compare it to the old Yankees. That should not be the case. By the way, compare it to regular teams in baseball right now. Why is it so easy for a team like the Braves, a team like the Phillies, a team like the Astros or the Rays or the Red Sox? Maybe they don't get to the postseason as often as the Yankees, but when they do, occasionally they'll break through. If anything, I think that makes it worse for the Yankees because they're in the postseason almost every single year. So why can't they break through and get to a World Series if they're in it every year? They're in the postseason every single year. They can't break through once? Something is off. Something is wrong with their philosophy. It has to be because it's not adding up. This is not my opinion. This is a fact. What do they think then? They're just going to say, well, you know what? It's a crapshoot. Oh, and every year you're losing that crapshoot? Here are the facts. The Yankees used to operate like the evil empire. They used to be hated because they would go out there and pay the most money for the best players and try to win at all costs. They don't do that anymore. That's why they haven't gotten back to a World Series. They're trying to be too cute. They're trying to be the Rays or the Astros, and they're not. They need to be the Yankees. Hal is nothing like his father. Now, there are some good things about that, right, where he's level-headed, seems like a nice enough guy. The problem is when it comes to the team and it comes to winning, he is not win at all costs. He's like, oh, well, we had a nice year and business is good and we'll spend some money and look at what we spent. But they also see other teams and teams having success with way less of a payroll and thinking that they could do that. The problem is they haven't been able to do it and maybe they don't have the right guys in charge to do it. 
We look at Brian Cashman as this great GM, and he has had great success. He's also had the benefit of the highest payroll in the sport for years, or one of the highest payrolls. Let's see how Brian Cashman does with the Rays or the Pirates. That's the true test. Now, the opposite side of that would be, okay, well, if the guy is having success with the Rays or whatever, the Brewers, teams that don't spend but they're still overachieving their payroll significantly, then you pluck those guys and see how they do with an actual payroll. That would be the move. Well, this guy won with nothing. Imagine what he could do with $400 million. Or whatever the you know the payroll is. But everybody's just saying, well, Brian Cashman's great. Brian Cashman's great. And I do like Brian Cashman. It's been enough. He's overstayed his welcome. And his way isn't working. What I hear is excuses. The postseason's a crapshoot. Injuries, this, that, the other thing. If you're paying attention to it like we are on a daily basis for years, there have been many moves that have led to this place. Starting with John Carl Stanton in 2018, we talk about it all the time. Not going after Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. The misses on pitching. Sonny Gray, Michael Pineda, James Paxton. To name a few. The thick-headedness or bullishness on Glaber Torres, Gary Sanchez, Miguel Andujar, Clint Frazier. Maybe you could have traded some of those guys when they were hot. Rode them out. Don't go all in at the deadline. Go halfway. Go to the bronze level. The bronze bombers. No Luis Castillo. The Yankees used to get Luis Castillo. How it started, how it's going. The Yankees used to get Luis Castillo. Now they get Frankie Montas. The Yankees used to get Carlos Correa. Now they get Isaiah Conner-Falefa. And you wonder why I call them the Bronze Bombers. Chris is calling from Inwood. What's up, Chris? Hey, how are you? How are you, Chris? I'm doing good. Listen, I agree with everything you just said about the Steinbrenners. You know, people that was Hank who was the one who approved all the spending prior to 2009 with, with uh, Sebastia and, uh, and the other two free agents, the first baseman, I can't remember. Teixeira and A.J. Burnett. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's a long time uh, Hal, ago now. How is isn't Hank. Hank was more like his dad where he wanted to win the championship. Right. Hal, Hal is more like the businessman. We need to make money. We need to put a competitive team on the field. And that's the bottom line. And you made a great point with Harper – People don't remember, Bryce Harper's father was a lifelong diehard Yankee fan. Yeah, diehard Mickey believe, Mantle fan. Right. I believe that if Harper was in the pinstripes, he might have used that inspiration to be even better than he is right now. I realize that he had a couple of off Well, years. remember, too, left-handed batter, the porch at Yankee right, Stadium. Could have been a DH and, uh, at times. Uh, you. you know, get some. No, I know. I mean, we talked no about it at the time. And they, no, they no basically man. killed it, Chris. They they deaded that from the get-go, the Yankees. Right. No, and look at look at it. How many years are we talking about when Sanchez was a rookie, right, 2016? We're talking about, you know, five, six-plus years with no true left-handed power. It makes no sense. And um, what I wanted to say to you is, I agree, when you, your start of the show was amazing. I mean, 
I echoed everything that I've been thinking. The roster is the problem. And if they're not going to win with these guys, they just – listen, I, I like Gleyber Torres as a player, but he's an average major leaguer. He's got poor baseball IQ. He runs the base pads terrible. His range is limited, and he's too streaky. It, it, he's like a hacker and slasher. You know, I talked about uh, Andujar. I have friends I argued. I told them I didn't like Andujar. When he was a rookie, he's the same type of player, hacks and slashes, and now he's gone. And I, I believe the reason they never traded him – is because he wasn't tradable. Nobody wanted him. And the and the, the, the 40-man roster is built with these type of players, you know? Maybe there's something to that about Andujar as far as not being desired, although I, I would disagree, and thank you for the call, Chris. But let's stick to the Glaber Torres, Gary Sanchez part of it. Those guys came up and produced at a high level right away, and then they fell off. Brian Cashman was waiting for Gary Sanchez to be that star. Stuck with him year after year after year after year. Finally decided to cut bait and get rid of him this past offseason. A mistake holding on to him way too long. And that's because he loved the player. He was wrong on the player. And I don't know how you go from being what he was to what he became. Something is off there. Because the same thing happened with Gleyber Torres. Look at Gleyber Torres' seasons in 2018 and 20, uh, 2019. He was on the climb. He was ascending to one of the young best players or the best young players in the sport. And then he fell off. 2020, oh no, it's a pandemic, came in out of shape, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Moving the shortstop, disaster. 2020, 2021, 2022, same thing. He's... he's I wouldn't even say he's at, maybe he's average. Maybe that's what we'd call him average. What do you end up with? 24 homers, something like that? He's average. He was supposed to be a guy who's going to hit over 300, hit to all fields, hit in the clutch, hit with power, play great defense. He, he's done nothing of the sort. Not to mention he's been inconsistent, and maybe the Yankees have a fault in that, moving him to shortstop. I, I don't know what it is with this player development or what, but another guy who started out well and then has fallen off to where he's become a major bust. Those are two huge marks against Brian Cashman and the Yankees. I gave you the moves. I mean, there are a lot of them of how we got here. But those two guys might be the biggest symbols of where this baby bomber run went wrong. Oh, and by the way, I know he's untouchable because he hit 62 homers and had a historic season. But the truth of it is, at some point, Aaron Judge is going to have to carry this team the way that he does and did this year in the regular season. He's going to have to do that in the playoffs. That's how it works. Derek Jeter was the same player, if not better, in October than he was in May and June and July. Paul O'Neill, same thing. Bernie Williams, same thing. Those guys were not only the same players that they were in the regular season, they got better, if anything. Focused in more every pitch, every at-bat. Locked in, Warriors, gamers. Posada, you name it, any of those guys. The scrubs on those teams, Brocious, Chad Curtis. I mean, we've been down the list before. Aaron Judge has not. He's the opposite. 
He's gotten worse, and he's not alone, but he's the best player. The other guys, almost to a man, have gotten worse than whatever they do in the regular season. Now, you could say John Carlston. Sure, John Carlston, though, is inconsistent and, you know, can be a problem for different reasons. Never reliable, never consistently healthy in the regular season. He's a liability in the outfield, if you could even put him there. Clogs up the DH spot. You know, he also, you know, he can be at times look like a guy who is an easy out. Now, I know he's been clutch in the postseason, and in comparison to the rest of his teammates, it looks like he's the greatest player. I mean, Mr. October, he's Reggie Jackson. But you get the point. Too many guys have had a significant drop-off from the regular season to October. And then you wonder why the Yankees don't win in the postseason. Well, that's why. So now the question is, well, how do they fix it? Is it something they're doing wrong as an organization? Is it a philosophy bringing in a certain type of player that doesn't get it done in October? Are they putting too much pressure on these guys? Are they not emphasizing the pressure enough? Whatever it is, they don't have it. Meanwhile, one guy that did in the postseason, you know, again, not that he was raking at a ridiculous level, but a guy, Gio Urshela, got some big hits in the postseason for the Yanks, and they traded them for Josh Donaldson. They needed more LeMahieu and Urshela. Those would be the two guys that I look to in recent postseason and say they need more of those guys. Not less, more. And they went and traded one of them. Boone didn't trade him. Cashman did. And if Cashman wanted Carlos Correa, then shame on ownership for saying, no, you know what, let's go in a different direction. But it could have been Brian Cashman saying, we got Peraza or Volpe. I'm not going to give Carlos Correa a big deal. Although, look at what the Twins did. Basically got him for one year. You know, a short-term deal, give him an opt-out. Have him rake for a year. Have him also be motivated to get out of that contract so we can go make some more money. Why couldn't the Yankees do what the Twins did? Instead, the Yankees were suckers and part of the Twins' grand plan. Hey, if we could get some sucker to take Josh Donaldson and his $50 million bucks off our hands, we could go get Carlos Correa. And here comes Brian Cashman, similar to Brody Van Wagenen and the Robinson Cano deal. Brody's was way worse for many reasons, but similar. Oh, Cashman, wait, Josh Donaldson's available? Ooh, I love that guy. You know why I love him? Yeah, I know. He walks and strikes out a lot. Yeah, that's exactly right. How'd you know that? Well, I'm being the the role of Twins now and the Yankees. This is the Twins. Well, because we know what type of players you like. Yeah, that's right. Now I'm Cashman. Yeah, that's right. I do like those type of players. You guys know me well. Well, Cash, it's not too difficult to find out. You have all of them. They're loaded on your roster. Walks and strikeouts galore. So here you go. Take Donaldson off our hands. You could have him. Okay, thank you. The only time ever the Twins beat the Yankees was that trade. So not only do they get Gio Urshela back in it and Gary Sanchez, whatever, they dump Josh Donaldson, and they able, they're able to take that money and go get Carlos Correa. Who's their GM? I don't even know his name, but that's who the Yankees should be looking to get. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today.
Sal Licata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Been all yanks so far. Obviously, the Mets have been home for a few weeks now as we can start to look forward to it. Here's the thing. I don't even want to watch this stupid World Series, although I'll admit I am invested in it, not financially, at least not yet, just because you want to see how the story ends. We've been watching it. Um, closely because of the Mets' involvement early on in the postseason, because of the way that the NL NL playoffs played out, obviously with the Yankees' involvement till the end here. So we've been paying attention to it. I want to see how it finishes up here. I guess I'll be into it. But I don't want to watch it. I'll hate watch it. Maybe rooting for Dusty Baker. I don't like the Astros, but I do like Dusty Baker. But I know I can't root for the Phillies. No, who said that, Fleegs? There was a, a Dusty Baker came up with the high five. It was on Twitter, and then I Googled it because I'm like, there's no way this could be real. But if you Google, it says that Dusty Baker is like known for apparently having the first high five. In baseball? No, just in like ever. Really? Dusty Baker? Is that like Bobby Valentine? Yeah, you, have, you have the computer up next to you? Yeah, Bobby Valentine inventing the rap. What do we got here? Just Google Dusty just, Baker high or five? Or just Google first high five, and it comes up. Like, right away, the first Dusty ever Baker, high five first appears wife. to have happened no, in 1977 during a baseball game between the Dodgers and the Astros. After a home run, Dodgers outfielder Dusty Baker high-fived his teammate Glenn Burke. It's from a Business Insider story. I mean... And it's on, like, the Wikipedia article. There was a 30 for 30 on ESPN about it. A short? Dusty Baker invented the high-five? A short on YouTube? Man, I gotta check that out. Like, I'm born in the 90s. I just assumed high-fives had been around forever. forever. Yeah. Interesting. I remember the low five was a thing for a while. Now the fist bump yeah, but came that, up. All of it. All Dusty of it originated Baker. with Dusty Baker. Get that man a ring. Um, interesting. No, I never saw that before, but I guess it is a thing. Anyway, so the point is, I'll watch the World Series. I mean, I guess if you've been invested in the postseason, you, you check it out one way or another. Whether you're rooting for the, Stro- for the Strohs, for the Phillies, or just rooting for both teams, whatever it may be. Baseball, or root for whatever parlay, same game parlay you got going on, uh, whatever bet you made that day. But the point is, when that ends, that's what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for it to end. How about this? Astros sweep. That would be great. Get the Phillies out of it. Been nice to see you. See you later. Get Dusty's ring. Move on. The point is, sooner it ends, the sooner we get to free agency. And the Mets will obviously be looking to sign their own, be looking to go out there and figure out a way to improve their ball club. And there are so many ways that this could be done. And... It's exciting. I know it sucks now the way that the Mets season ended. I know it sucks the way the Yankees season ended. It's exciting, maybe even more so for the Mets, to build upon something that they're trying to you know, achieve here as far as sustained success and being one of the teams atop the league consistently year in, year out, the way the Yankees, Dodgers, Braves, Astros all have been. But it's also exciting knowing that they've got the richest owner in the sport and that he has come out and flat out said, we are going to spend. Yes, thank you. Please, we've waited long enough. It beats, you know, three, four years ago where it's like, oh, I wish the Mets could get this guy. I wish the Mets could get that guy. But why bring it up? Because they're not going to get that guy. Now it feels like that for the Yankees where it's like, hey, I wish the Yankees would make a change. And then it starts to come out. No, well, Cashman and Boone are going to be back. Okay. Oh, I wish the Yankees would go out there and get top free agents, and then you watch what's going to happen. Oh, no, they're going to go with Peraza and Cabrera. Hey, look, maybe they could pull off a move for Otani. Whichever New York team could do that would be in the driver's seat in this town. Go get Shohei. I just don't trust that, A, the Yankees are going to be willing to spend, or, B, 
be willing to part with maybe the necessary prospects to go get Shohei Otani. I'm not sure how they're going to operate. I used to know. Now I have no idea. Mark is calling from North Carolina. What's up, Mark? Hey, Sal. How you doing? How are you, Mark? Oh, not too bad. The only thing worse than the Mets being eliminated early is having to watch the Phillies. I could deal with any other team. The, the Braves? Braves? The Nationals. Eh, I wanted the Braves. The, Phillies. Uh, the Braves got to uh, get out. I wanted the Braves out, so I can't complain. But I think the offseason is going to be fascinating. And, and this is just, this is what I think could happen. I just wanted your opinion if you thought this would be really good for the Mets. I don't think they're signing Judge. He's too much money. They don't need him. But, I mean, they could use him, but obviously I think, I think they have other financial things that they have to spend money on. I think they're going to go after somebody like Trey Turner or maybe Swanson and move him to second. I don't want Swanson. Them. I feel like Swanson would come to New York and be a bust. I know he was good with the Braves. So? I, I just don't yeah. want him. I'd rather have Trey Turner. If you tell me, Trey, well, I want Trey yeah. Turner. If you put Trey Turner at second, you could put McNeil in right. Then you could put Marte back in center because they're going to need money to sign all these guys. Like like Diaz has to be signed. There's some other relievers. Yeah, but Steve and Cohen's the, the richest owner in the sport. Spend, baby, spend. Look, I want Trey Turner. I mean, you're saying in this case it's either Trey Turner or Brandon Nemo. I want Trey Turner. I'll figure out center field. Yeah, I want field. Trey Turner, too. I want that. But then the thing is, do you think that they're going to go all out to keep Jake? I'm no. kind of on the fence. I don't think that – I don't – for a guy who has not pitched much of the season, like he pitches a half a season, I can't see giving a guy like that $45 million bucks a year. You, you better spend it elsewhere. Well, there are two questions to ask. One, do I mm-hmm. think they're going to go all in on DeGrom? Two, would I go all in on DeGrom? Number one, I don't believe, although if they have money to spend and Billy Epler, you know, he loves that pitching, and Epler yeah. talked about it. He and DeGrom had a long conversation afterward. I mean, maybe I shouldn't be surprised. I just don't know what all in is. And I also don't know how Jake feels, if he wants to be here or not. But if you're asking me, I would not go all in. And I don't believe the Mets are going to go all in either, meaning significantly overpay. I, they might be the highest bidder, but I don't think they're going to significantly overpay to get DeGrom to remain in New York. Because if you took DeGrom money and you save money on Nimmo, because say you make that Trey Turner move happens, you shift the guys around and Nimmo doesn't have a spot, you save all that money, you could go after two really good starters on the market and you're not going to replace Jake. But my biggest fear, and this is, this is, this would be worse than the Phillies winning the World Series, my biggest fear is that DeGrom ends up in Atlanta. Nah, I, don't, I don't think I can take it. Why? How, I don't many, think I can take why? It. How many games did DeGrom pitch this year for the Mets, or last year for the Mets for that matter? Yeah, but you know what happens. He'll go to he'll go to Atlanta and he'll win 20. Yeah, I, mean, no, I don't just, care. Let him go there. Well, look, the Braves, and thank you for the call, Mark, and I get what you're saying. Not that I would want to see that. I don't care. Maybe the Mets could roll reversal and go hit some homers off of DeGrom just like Atlanta did. I like DeGrom. I want him back at the right price, assuming he wants to be back. First things first, if I'm the Mets, I go to Jake and say flat out, what is your deal? And maybe they've already done this. We just don't know. Billy Epler said he had the conversation with him. I would want to have a conversation. Cohen, Epler, DeGrom, and I guess DeGrom's agent or whoever needs to be involved. Hey, what's your deal? You want to be here or not? Flat out. Oh, uh, well, uh, no. I None of that crap. None of the leaking media stories, whatever. Man to man, let's go. Or man and woman to man and woman. If you want to have Alex Cohen involved and DeGrom's wife, I couldn't care less who's in the room. But get the 
powers that be involved, have the conversation. Then, and only then, will you find out what DeGrom truly wants. A, do you want to be here? Not, oh, well, if the price is right. No, do you want to be here? And any answer other than yes to me is unacceptable. Well, all right. You know what, Jake? We wish you the best. Good luck getting whatever offer you want somewhere else. If he says, yes, I want to be here. And you say, okay, well, what is it going to take for that to happen? What kind of contract are we talking? Then you can get into the contract aspect of it. Linda is in Forest Hills. What's up, Linda? Hi, Sal. How are you doing? How are you, Linda? I'm trying to get into the Rangers, but I can't because I'm still in baseball mode. <laughs> I mean, you I was watching the Rangers, too. I was into it, but you're right. It's still baseball season. At least right. we're recovering from the end of baseball season. Right. Um, Sal, I, I've been a caller on the fan for a while now, and everybody I've talked to, they know my stance on Billy Epler. I don't trust the guy. I just don't trust the guy. Hmm. You know, Yankee fans are, are crying about how hamstringing Cashman and Cashman not being able to evaluate talent. You know, case in point, Gio Urshela versus Donaldson, you know. And here in Queens, we have Billy Epler, who failed miserably at the trade deadline, you know. And and seeing seeing how the, how these series... I would be careful, though, Linda, because while I, like many others, jumped on Epler and the Mets for not doing enough at the trade deadline... It wasn't just him. It was also an organizational decision I, yes, to not trade from the farm or to not overdo it. Absolutely. I agree. And I'm just going to say, you know, Mets have the richest owner in sports. That's in, in the sport. That's great. You know, but it's easy. It's easy to take, to take Steve's cash and say, here, take it. Take however much you want. Take a blank check. Write, a, write your amount. Take it and sign that's easy to do in like the off season. What I don't trust Billy Epler with is his ability to evaluate talent in season, whether it be at the trade deadline or, you know, just, I, I don't know. And I understand now how Yankee fans feel about Cashman because as we know, Epler studied under Cashman. So I don't know. Yeah, but I don't, I mean, there's not enough of a track record here, Linda, and most of it has been good for Billy Epler. So I'm not sure where you're getting that you don't trust him yet. Like, give me a specific. Well, just, you know, I feel like this season, the 101 wins, they meant, at at the, in the end, they meant nothing because he failed, he failed at the deadline. To address All right, well, let me, ask you, let me ask you this way, and I hate to do this, mm-hmm. but let me ask you this way. Who mm-hmm. would you who Go would ahead. you have wanted at the deadline? Um, give me give me a, a power hitting catcher. Um, give me just come on. This is the same guy that brought in James McCann. He stinks. No, Sandy Alderson brought in James McCann, Linda, and thank you for the call. I appreciate checking in. We got to get to the update here. It's why I let you go, Sandy Alderson. Brought in James McCann. Remember, Sandy Alderson said that they were, they didn't want to wait 
on JT Realmuto and that market. So they jumped and got James McCann. And truth be told, and I hate to admit this. Now, usually I admit when I'm wrong, but this one was an embarrassment. I wanted to side with Sandy and say, you know what? McCann's a solid player. At the time, he was a decent player. And you're thinking, all right, well, go spend elsewhere. And I was thinking big picture. I wanted more and more and more. Ultimately, I didn't get what I wanted. I wanted George Springer. I mean, Springer and Real Muto was beating that drum many years. Or maybe years, but many times over whatever it was that year, year and a half, where those guys were available. Springer in the offseason and Real Muto via trade before he got traded to the Phillies. And the Mets didn't get him. And then they had a chance to get him in free agency, and Sandy didn't want to wait. I was like, all right, fine. Sign McCann, get your catcher because you don't want to miss out, and then go use that money elsewhere. And they really didn't. They got Lindor, and that was it for the big moves at that particular time. Where I wanted either Arenado, George Springer, on top of Lindor. They needed another star. In hindsight, it would have been better off just waiting for Real Muto and paying him whatever he wanted. And you would have taken him away from the Philly. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.